Welcome to the Mind and Body Strong podcast, a place for women to redefine their relationship with food and their body, tune into their inner wisdom, and become the best version of themselves. My name is Katie Pijanowski, and I'm an anti-diet and body image coach, certified personal trainer, and lover of all things travel, brunch, and personal growth. Join us each week as we share insightful conversations with guest experts, along with my own personal stories and teachings that aim to help you reconnect your mind, body, and spirit while releasing old beliefs, dogma, and expectations that no longer serve you. Each episode is packed with nuggets of wisdom that are sure to leave you feeling inspired, challenged, and empowered to take action in your own life. Shy away from tough topics? No way. In this space, we welcome things including mental health, sex, diversity, eating disorders, weight stigma, and all that comes with having a human experience. I'm so excited to have you on this journey with me, so grab a notebook, pen, and some headphones, and let's dive in. Welcome everyone back to the Mind and Body Strong podcast. I have a special guest with me today. Her name is Rini Khanna, and I'm super excited to have you here today, Rini, because we're going to talk about period health. Yay. <laughs> yes. And I know that I was talking to you in preference in kind of like preparation for this episode. I was talking to a lot of friends about period health and cycles and a lot of interest came up. I know that people have questions. I have questions because I feel like, like the information and like the education that we get around our periods as women is not as extensive as it should be. And I'm sure you'll agree with that. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. We're kind of given a little biology lesson and then we're, we're off on our way. Right. Yeah. And I started to like, in my own research, kind of discover like how understanding the cycles and how your body like reacts to those different things can be really helpful as, as far as like productivity and just knowing like your energy. And I know, you know, a lot about that. So I'm going to let you describe that to my audience because you are the expert here. So I would love to start with just having you introduce yourself a little bit and how you started love your moon cycle, which is your business. Sure. So I am a clinical herbalist and that's kind of where my journey began. I used to be many years ago, maybe 20 years ago, I used to work in Bollywood and and dance was my passion and I was a dancer and then I injured my knees and I had to kind of give up dance and my life started to then take a downward spiral. And I started to, because I had to give up something so dear to me, it was like asking me not to breathe. I started to go into like anxiety and like, and then I got in a toxic relationship and panic attacks and everything kind of just kept spiraling downwards for many, many years. And the rock bottom for me was when I got pneumonia. I'd given birth to my second child and about 11 months later, I I was down with pneumonia and I realized I'd been on antibiotics for nine of those 11 months. That's Mm -hmm. how sick I was. And I just thought something has to change. And I just looked at myself and I'm like, we're not doing this anymore. This, I'm not taking another pill. I'm not, you know, going back to the doctor. I don't want to just shove this to the side. We need to get healthy, like actually healthy. And so I I met a naturopath and that changed everything for me. She, she introduced me to like Chinese medicine. Um, Ayurveda is something that it's ancient Indian medicines. It's been in my family for years. It's something I learned from my grandmother growing up. So I kind of had some background already. So I got into yoga. I got into meditation. I started doing all of these things. I did acupuncture and my knees healed to the point where today I run my own dance school. 
So not only was I told not, I can never dance again. I'm now running my own dance school. My knees are healthier now than they were like 15 years ago. And I just started to feel more and more vibrant and energetic and alive. And like, it was just, it was amazing. But I always felt like something was missing. Something was still off. I felt good, but I didn't, I still had a lot of resistance in my life and in the way that I was living. And then I, in my studies, when I, I went, I actually went back to school to become a herbalist. I left my corporate career and I thought, no, I need to share this wisdom because so many people walk around thinking that whatever health conditions they have, they're stuck with for life, which I know for a fact is not true. Your body is so dynamic and it's changing and reinventing itself all the time that these can go away. So I wanted to share that. And in that, as I was studying that, I stumbled across this wisdom of moon cycle. And it's something that as I studied it, I realized this was practiced around the world many, many years ago. And there was just a belief around a woman's cycle and how when her hormones were changing throughout the month, it meant a lot more than just hormonal changes. It meant that she needed to kind of flow with those changing hormones. And the more that she was putting up resistance to it, you know, and kind of just trying to plow through, for example, you know, when we have PMS and we want to kind of turn inwards and we look for solitude, but instead we kind of plow through, the more of that resistance that she puts in, the more pain she's going to end up in. And then I was like, wow, everything I learned, everything I knew, I'm like, suddenly it makes more sense because I'm applying this in a way. So I'm taking a herbal remedy, for example, and I'm taking it the same throughout the month. And then I realized, wait a sec, if I start to change that up according to my cycle, it's actually going to have more of an impact on me because everything at the end of the day, there's still a lot of the, the knowledge we have, a lot of the evidence, everything, it's still not, it's not specific to men and women. And we are different. Our cycles are very different, right? Where our bodies are different, our hormones are different. So does it make sense for a, a woman who's cyclical to be taking things in a linear way? And as soon as I changed that, everything changed. It, it just the efficiency of how the remedies worked for me, the efficiency of my life, my boundaries, you know, just my emotional well-being, mental well-being, everything changed. And when our emotional well-being and mental well-being changes, physically we feel better, right? Like that's just a natural, you know, result of that. So that's kind of how I stumbled upon it. When I understood it and when I heard it, I was like, every woman has to know this and that's it. That's my mission. And I, I kind of just changed course from being a clinical herbalist, working in a clinic to just wanting women everywhere to hear this wisdom. So that's how I got into it. And, you know, I know you talked before about how it kind of helps with PMS and, you know, like all of that. So, you know, I'll just kind of touch upon, first of all, what is the, is the wisdom, right? And why is it called why did I choose to call it moon cycle awareness? This is something that I came up with. It's not like a, you know, a known term. And basically the way that the ancients viewed a woman's moon cycle was kind of like when she's on her period, it's a new moon. And a new moon is something that's hidden. It's dark. It's kind of a time of turning inwards. It's if, if you, if you manifest with the moon, then you would know that the new moon is when we set our intentions of, of what we want, right? We're kind of creating the seed, so to say, right? Then we go into the waxing moon phase, which is our growth phase. It's a very robust phase. You know, I kind of liken the new moon phase to winter and then 
the waxing moon, we're kind of going into spring, right? The seed has been planted. It's starting to take shape and form. Again, if you're manifesting with the moon, this is when you're starting to manifest those intentions that you've set. And then a woman goes into ovulation and ovulation, I call it, you know, it's the full moon. It's shiny. It's bright. It's completely outwardly aligned. It's your summer. Basically you're out there, you're in full bloom when you're ovulating. And if you think of it from a you know, biological perspective, you're trying to attract a mate at that time, right? So of course you're in full bloom and you want to be out there and socializing and, and all of those things when you're ovulating. And then you come out of ovulation and this is where women really get tripped up and you go into a waning moon phase, right? This is our PMS phase. It's like our autumn. And again, if you're, if you manifest with the moon and the full moon, you get the illumination of what needs to be released. And the waning moon is a time of release. If you think about mother nature in autumn, this is when she's releasing the leaves are falling off the trees and she's getting ready for hibernation and everything's going to turn inwards again for her period or, you know, for women, you're turning inwards again for your period. And then you're going to go back into that new moon phase. When I heard this and I took what I knew about Ayurveda and in Ayurveda, we actually label all the seasons. So it's in Ayurveda, there's five elements. There's earth, water, fire, air, and ether. And everyone's a combination of these five elements. Every single one of us, all the food we eat, everything works around these five elements. And they can actually be turned into three body types. It's kind of what they've done. So they combine earth and water to make kapha. They combine uh, fire and water to make pitta. And then air and ether make vata. And so all of these actually mimic the seasons as well. So kapha is spring. Spring is all about earth and water. If you think about the dry mud, like sorry, the dry earth and then the rain coming down and it turns into mud, right? Mm -hmm. So that's kapha season. Pitta season is summer. Obviously it's heat, it's fire. And then autumn is the air and ether season. It's kind of, um, it's vata season. So this is why in PMS phase is so challenging for women is because Vata, those air and, and ether energies bring in a lot of quick changing moods, quick changing emotions. Like if you think about the wind, it can change direction much more quickly than like anything that's cohesive, like water or earth, right? Mm -hmm. So that's where we get our mood swings from. That's where we get the anxiety from. That's where we get the cravings from because air and ether is such a light energy. We're actually lighter in our bodies and we crave grounding and we want grounding. We want heavy foods, right? We're going for the sugar, we're going for the carbs. And all of that is a very natural process to want to ground when you're, when you're high up. So that's where all of that stems from. Wow. I'm like having my mind blown over here. And I just went like, before I kind of like start diving back into some of my reflections, cause I wrote down like so many notes as you were talking, when you say ether, is that like kind of like spirit or how would you define that? I define it as the void. So in Ayurveda, ether is the void, that within which all of the other elements exist. Wow. So I, it, I love that. Right? Yeah. I loved it too. When I heard it first, I was like, wow, that's so cool. And if you look at it, so ether is the lightest. It's at the top and then you get air and then you get fire and then water and then earth, which is like dense and heavy. Yeah. Um, you know, like in the body, when I think about earth, I think about like the bones, right? Mm -hmm. And then your air is the oxygen that you're breathing. And then ether is kind of that, that energy around your aura. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. Like I, I just want to like reiterate the, the phases that you had shared because as looking at your, your Instagram account, I love that you had answered the question, does my period have to align with the moon cycles, like the moon cycles that we experience here on earth. Right. And the answer to that question that I'll spoil is no. And I think that you perfectly outlined here that the love your moon cycle is understanding that each woman has her own unique moon cycle and that aligns with her phases. And I love that you kind of align that too, with like the the seasons, like the new moon phase or that like period phase is that when winter, then we move into like the inward, uh, the waxing moon is what you called it. That growth spring moving into summer, that's ovulation. That's where you're fully blooming. And then that last, that last little phase is that waiting phase, that time of release. And that, that was the place where the PMS is happening. Is that right to you? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And the seasons of change, like you had said, the colors of the leaves are changing in autumn. And that's like where we're, we might be experiencing that, like kind of like you had mentioned that the air and ether, like, like we kind of feel that void. And we're like, I do kind of feel like even for myself thinking about my cycle, I do kind of feel like that sense of like needing grounding. And it makes so much sense when you explain it like that. Yeah. And that's kind of what, when my mind, I went, oh my God. So if we start to think about it this way. So when you look at Ayurveda, there's different ways of eating in different seasons, right? So I kind of mentioned the heavier foods for grounding, but then in the first half of our cycle, we ourselves have dense energy, right? Our earth energy is, is, comes alive. So you want to be eating lighter foods. You don't want to be eating all of that heavy stuff in that first half of your cycle. And then I always tell women ovulation is like your cheat time because your fire, which your digestive fire is it's, it's the strongest. So you want to go out and you want to like have your cheat day. And this is when I talk about efficiencies in, in your health, this is what I started to uncover. It's like just a small little thing like that. It just, it creates that efficiency. So it doesn't have the same impact on you. If you're going to try and have a cheat day, right? When you're coming off of your period, it's going to be a lot more on your body than doing it on ovulation. And it's like those yeah. little things we've just lost kind of track of. I can really see because for my audience, we do a lot of, you know, embodiment, intuitive eating is a lot of what I teach my clients. And I can see where this can be helpful because understanding your cycles and what your, your body needs in those different phases of your cycle can be really helpful in understanding how to fuel your body in a way that feels good. And that's really truly what intuitive eating is, is, is how do we, you know, eat in a way that makes us feel as good as possible as often as possible. Right. I think oftentimes it gets misconstrued, you know, in the social media world, thinking you can just eat whatever you want all the time. But when we really actually tune in to things like, especially for women, our cycles, like how powerful that can be in the way that we like energize ourselves through nourishment of food. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a huge thing you touched upon, right? Because we get these fad diets and we feel like we have to follow them. Mm -hmm. Like again, in a linear way, we're trying to follow this diet when really our bodies is asking for something completely different. And when I work with women, when you bring up intuitive eating, I love that because they start to notice that pattern right away. And like cravings, obviously is the first thing so many women have already picked up on that. Hey, like I'm craving these sweets and I'm craving carbs, right? All we do is we just kind of come up with a great list based on your body type. Here's a good list for you when you're having that craving and that's going to actually satisfy what your body's looking for. Cause you're not actually craving a dessert. You're actually just craving something grounding, which could be nuts. It could be dried fruit. It could be, you know, 
like, you know, non like gluten-free grains or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I love that. Like being able to kind of like create this space where you decide like what is best for you. And like, for me, like what I teach too is like, yeah, sometimes it is those like, you know, treat like sweet things, but understanding and like allowing that space to understand, like feel how it feels in your body. Like sometimes like, I mean, like I'll allow myself to eat ice cream, but then I'm like, oh, I ate too much. Right. Like I, I can tell like, okay, that's, that's over the edge. Like maybe that's not really what I wanted. Right. And our behaviors around food can really be a really great indicator to like other things that we might need nourishment with. So I, I love that though, of like kind of creating your own personalized list of like what actually will help you feel better in those times when you're sensing, especially for that, that, that piece where you're really wanting grounding, right? I love that. It makes so much sense when you say that. And you had mentioned too, you kept mentioning like the linear process, right? We keep trying to like push ourselves through this really linear, like black and white process. And we just, our bodies don't want that and they're revolting against it. And that's where I kind of am sensing this, like you had mentioned resistance and that's where the, the pain is coming from. So let's kind of go to maybe that place. Cause I know that one particular question that my audience have is how to navigate painful ovulation. And it sounds like, like there's actually more of like a expectation thing going on here. So tell me more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So what, what's happening is first of all, the minute we start to, from the minute we start to build this resistance, right? Because we're thinking, okay, my period gets in the way. It's going to get in the way of, I can't go on vacation. I can't go to the beach. Now I'm going to be in pain. Your, your, every cell in your body is eavesdropping on your thoughts. It's hearing that. It's listening to that. And it's like, oh, look at this. I'm a pain. I'm, I'm a problem. And so then it becomes a pain and it becomes a problem, right? So the first thing you got to do is flip it upside down on its head. You're like a plant. So if a plant doesn't flourish, are you going to blame the plant? Or are you going to change the soil? Are you going to change everything else around it? see yourself that way and be like, okay, this is who I am. I am a cyclical creature and everything around me needs to change. So the period isn't the problem. The problem is the fact that I'm trying to push myself and go out and, you know, be somewhere when I'm having my period, or I'm trying to, you know, go out and and do things when I'm, you know, when I'm really just craving, you know, to turn inwards or to relax. And on the flip side, you know, you mentioned like the painful ovulation is very interesting because this usually turns up in women that have excess heat in the body. And it's usually a sign of, from the women that I've worked with, it's usually a sign of women that are high achievers. They put a lot of pressure on themselves, the workaholic, it's burnout. So Mm -hmm. the biggest sign that your, your fire is off balance is burnout. And that's called burnout, right? You're going to burn out, right? So it's just, it's a lot of heat in the body and it's triggering that painful ovulation. So what do you do? You want to, it, so if you, I'm going to just cut, like cut a little bit sideways for a second. If you're familiar with chakras, when you're going through your, your cycle, you're actually also going through your, your chakras and the energies. So you start off in your root which is right after you're coming off of your period. And then you go into your sacral of creation, right? And then you're moving into solar plexus and your heart is when you're ovulating. You're right there in the center, that moment of ovulation, you're in heart center mm-hmm. and fully outwardly aligned. And when, then you move into, you know, throat and third eye, hence those PMS energies are very intuitive, very emotional, 
you want to speak your truth. So sometimes you say things without, you know, much of a filter. And then you go into your crown and you're on your period and you're totally inwardly aligned, right? You're connected to divine when, when you're on your period. So you're in your heart chakra and you're experiencing painful ovulation. There's imbalance in the heart chakra. And that's probably the easiest way to go about saying, okay, what am I supposed to do about it? Balance the heart. So less work, more play, you know, kind of connect more with others, especially around ovulation. Make sure you have a lot of social engagements, make sure you have creative projects to, you know, fuel that passion in the right way. So that's kind of where that comes from. And cooling foods is great as well during ovulation. If you're having painful ovulation, cooling foods. So if I probably need to add more to that aloe, cucumber, watermelon, think of just think of summer, you know, mint, anything that grows a lot in the summer is generally cooling leafy greens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. I love that you aligns that also with the chakras, like moving through the energy. And from what I am understanding too, about like this kind of like, it sounds like leaning into your feminine flow, essentially, like understanding that we are again, not this linear process. We get to flow and ebb and to understand where we're at can be so helpful instead of like beating ourselves up, which is what I see so often happen is like women and even myself, like pushing ourselves through the burnout phase. Like I should be able to do this instead of actually allowing ourselves to be where we're at and to accept those energies and cycles and to support ourselves in that way. So it makes so much sense when you, when you outline it that way, it's like, wow. (laughs) I know. Right. Absolutely. And like, this is where women, a lot of women get tripped up because you're coming off your period and you're in this growth phase. Even if you look at it as a circle and your period is kind of at the bottom, you're coming up towards ovulation. And when you're ovulating, you feel like superwoman. Like you literally have the energy to do like the thing, like 10 times as much as you would normally do. Mm -hmm. And this is where we start to commit. We're like, okay, I'm finally on my game. I'm organized and things are getting done. And I'm really, you know, on point and focused and whatever. So then you start to schedule lots of things. Mm -hmm. And what happens when you schedule lots of things for next week and the week after, and you actually have PMS or your period, you're going to start to regret it. And then you start to beat up on yourself. Like, Hey, last week I had all this energy and I was doing all these things. And here I go again, you know, just totally losing it as opposed to realizing what is happening in your body and your hormones. They're your control center of your entire body. Everything can get thrown off if your hormones are off right Mm -hmm. now. Think your hormones are going through their natural cycle every month. Of course, your body's going to have different needs throughout the month if your hormones are changing that rapidly, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's where Absolutely. that is. Um, wow. I love that. So let me look back and see, because I, I think this is kind of going into that conversation around productivity, which you kind of touched on. It's like, okay, so how do we actually use our cycle and understanding this and understanding our energy in those in those different phases? How is that going to best support us in being more intentional about our productivity? Okay, so we're going to add another layer to this now. So we talked about chakras, we talked about seasons and moon. Now we're going to add in masculine and feminine energies. Love it. And you can just picture in your mind the yin-yang symbol, right? So think of mapping your cycle right onto that symbol. So when you're coming out of your period, right, you're kind of at that tail of the white, the masculine energy, and your masculine energy is growing through that growth phase until you get into ovulation. 
And masculine energy, if you think about masculine energy, feminine is the zero, masculine is the one. It's all about action. It's all about, you know, it's about focus. It's about, it's the doing energy. Whereas the feminine energy is more inwards. It's more magnetic. Masculine is outwardly focused, right? So it's that, it's sort of like a kinetic energy. It's movement. It's creating structures. It's creating systems. It's all of that is all that masculine. And then you kind of go into your feminine energies, you're, you're darker as you come into that ovulation, you're at that tail of the black part of the yin yang, right? Mm-hmm. Then you're going into your creative energies, your playful energies, your intuitive, emotional. That's why those all come alive, right? Now, reality is we live in this linear patriarch where those that growth is so valued. It's like, okay, everything's measured in numbers and growth and GDP. And we're always looking at these charts and and you know patting ourselves on the back for all of this growth so we identify that as being in a really good place like hey for the first two weeks of my cycle i'm in a good place and i'm growing and i'm seeing improvement and then i go into that you know contraction phase right so contraction is not really valued right now but contraction is when we're we're reflecting we're reevaluating we're setting ourselves up for better growth in the next cycle but we don't like to take that time. We just want to plow through and, and just, yeah. right, going. I'm shaking my head because I experienced this myself, Rini. And like, I, I used to actually describe it exactly as that, like plowing through. Right? Yeah. yeah. Because no one has taught us the benefit of, of reflection, of saying, hey, let me just pull back for a second and let me just see what went right over the last two weeks? What, what do I want to change? What do I want to release? What are the things? This is why we get these emotional triggers because it's like, Hey, so-and-so said that last week and that really triggered me. And then it just comes out. So this is a really important time to do activities like meditation, like grounding, journaling. Um, This is what I tell women, like, just take that time for yourself. Don't over schedule yourself because you might think you're being unproductive and according to our norms in society, you are, but really in the long run, you're going to be more productive and it, it, it works out every time. And I'm going to share an ex- like my personal example. This is like when I first came across this wisdom and I was like, okay, I'm going to share this with women around the world. I have no idea how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. And um, I, I went to bed one night with this, literally I was actually in a I was in a workshop and they they make you say a goal and that you're going to achieve and I got like all really you know optimistic and I'm like this is my goal and then like I was like I'm going to do this because now I'm committed in front of all of these people so two nights later I went to bed and I woke up with this really strong intuition to reach out to this woman who could help me with this and I was like how is she going to help me and said well you're going to get an email sign up for her program and it'll teach you how to get, you know, get this knowledge and this wisdom out there. And I was like, okay. And of course my phone right away dings and there's an email and it's right from that woman. And I thought, oh my God, I'm supposed to sign up. And it says sign up for my program. And I'm like, okay, sure. And then I click on it and it's an exorbitant amount of money. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I can't do it. Put the phone down. And I was lay there and I thought, you know what, if I really want to share this, I got to my money where my mouth is Mm -hmm. and I did and I woke up the next morning and I was like I can't believe how much money I spent in the middle of the night just because I couldn't sleep and I wanted to follow (laughs) my intuition and do the right thing and so I had like huge buyer's remorse and I wasn't even looking at what I bought for until about four o'clock in the afternoon 
I opened it up and it literally laid out a step-by-step -step plan on how I could create a structure around sharing this wisdom with women around the world. And that's how, that's what I've used to actually develop the program that I do offer women was all through just that one purchase. And I know there's no amount of logic, there's no amount of research, no amount of thinking that would have ever made me make that purchase. Mm -hmm. So when you're intuitively, you know, there, you can make such a quick decision that's so beneficial. You think you're being unproductive by meditating or, or whatever, but you've actually saved yourself so much time of research and overthinking and overanalyzing, right? Oh, yeah. So that to me was it. I was like, okay, that's it. I'm never, ever going against my cycle again because it is actually, it works. It actually works. Yeah. So with the making of the like intuitive decision, that's like in that, that tail end, I guess, of that cycle, right? Like that's where those decisions are really kind of coming through versus that like workhorse kind of, you know, phase of that masculine energy, which like, you're so right. And I'm glad that you called this out is that, you know, that's what we get. That's what we receive so much I guess, praise for in our society is this only the masculine side of things of doing, achieving numbers, charts, show me where, you know, show me where the growth is. It's like, we always need to be going up and up and up. But when we learn how to incorporate that feminine side of reflection and stepping back and like allowing space, like the amount of energy, like that can come from that on the other side of that is like really exciting but we have to learn how to allow for that in this very patriarchal society that does, hasn't learned yet to value that. And I think we're getting closer and closer as we continue to have these conversations to have that be a part of our workforce society as we continue to understand how meaningful this is. So it makes me really excited, but I'm curious then for I'm sure a lot of the women in your programs are like working in those workforce jobs. What are maybe some of the, some of the tips that you can give those out there who want to start implementing some of these things, but are still living in a very much like masculine patriarchal society? <laughs> yeah, I know. And this is, this is a big thing that I tell all my clients is like, you have to learn to function in this society and yes, do it has to be practical things like we understand the knowledge which is great but how do we make it practical yeah. so you know for my corporate clients i say if you're if you're in sales for example or marketing or whatever you're you're, you're working in wherever you need to connect with others you want to do the sales pitch presentation your you know your public speaking hosting workshops do it around ovulation even slightly before and more so slightly after when you're in your throat chakra, mm -hmm. that's when you want to be talking. That's when you want to be speaking and connecting our heart and throat is when you want to connect with others. So try and schedule all of those things around that time of the month, mm -hmm. all of the collaboration with others, all of the meetings, team meetings, anything that is around structure. So for entrepreneurs, I'm like, when you're putting that structure around your business in that first half of your cycle, right? All of those things. Mm -hmm. If you have to write a proposal, you have to write your blog post, you have to write your social media posts, do them all while you're in that PMS phase, when your creative juices are flowing and you're very intuitive and you can channel in, you know, all sorts of creative things in that phase of your cycle, start channeling it, channeling it in and writing those posts, those blog posts, sales pitch, 
you know, whatever, you know, depending on if you have to write an article or, you know, something on LinkedIn, that's the time to do it. It's the time to do the sort of planning that next project. If you're, if you're, if you're working, you want to cut, trying to come up with ideas for the next project, the next pitch, brainstorm your ideas during that. Brainstorming is a really good task during that second phase of your cycle. Mm-hmm. Another thing about ovulation, because your mind is so sharp, anything that's really challenging for you to learn, like that thing that you're like, that's just not my thing and I can never learn it, it's difficult. Try doing it during ovulation. That's probably when it's gonna be easiest for you. Wow. Um, and during your period, avoid everything. Like, you know, for the moms out there, it actually, it takes a village. And this is where women, the more we talk about it, the more we can support each other to live in this cyclical way. So, you know, if you're ovulating, then you can be the one doing the carpools or taking the kids around and then kind of switch. And, you know, so that when you're on your period, you can actually just take that rest and let someone else drive your kids around or pick up the kids or whatever it is, or even cooking meals and things like that, like sharing. So the more that we understand this wisdom. So, you know, back in the day when I studied this, I learned that they actually had red tents. I don't know if you've heard about the red tents. So this was a place that women could go to when they had their period to be looked after by other women who were probably ovulating. Mm -hmm. And so that the women on their period could be nurtured and they could meditate, they could turn inwards. And the other women who were in another, in a robust phase could take care of them. It turned into something very different eventually, and it, you know, was stigmatized and it turned into like they're there because they're dirty or whatever it is. But ultimately, initially, that was the whole point of it. It was for women to support each other. You mentioned earlier about lining up with the moon cycle. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes you would see that there would be women who were actually lined up with the moon and then women who would be the exact opposite living. And you know this because we know when women live together, their cycles align. So they either will align exactly the same or the opposite so that they can support each other that way. Oh, wow. Yeah. I never really thought about that. I I did know, and I do notice that like one of my best friends who I see a lot here are, we're like literally on the same cycle. It's like crazy, but I never thought about it from the opposite perspective that you could like completely opposite align to like support each other and how awesome is that, that we don't even have to think about stuff like that. Like that is just a part of like our innate, like femininity, you know, if you will. And like, that is so cool. You know, I love that. Absolutely. And even if you think about your best friends, when you're, when you want your solitude and you want your time away, you both want it at the same time. Isn't that how perfect is that? Right. So great. And when you want to go out and enjoy yourselves and be out there and you both want to socialize at the same time. Yeah. Oh right. my gosh. Wow. I love that. I also just love the, the emphasis on, especially for the moms out there listening to allow permission to like, let people help you. Like you do not have to be this in the superwoman phase all the time. That is only one of the four phases where, yeah, you do kind of have that superwoman capability and use that to your advantage, but then also like allowing that space to like ask for help and like take some things off your plate rest. Like, don't think like, I think we go to that mindset of like, we're not doing enough and like, oh my goodness, I'm falling behind. And what does this mean about me? Right? Like there's so much of that happening, but when we can understand this and for all my audience out there, like go back and re-listen to this entire episode, like I'm going to, because I've learned so much to be able to start to 
like just take away those little pieces to restructure my own life, especially as a business owner myself, like how that's going to be so imperative to aligning my energy with the, the things that mean the most and allowing that space for the reflection time. So yeah. cool. Wow. I will add to that because one of the things you talked about is, is out taking the help. And when we're in that robust phase, the masculine, masculine energy is giving and feminine energy is receiving and we have to learn to receive. It's really hard as women, even though we're women and that's a feminine energy, receiving is really challenging for us. And I, what I tell my clients is this, you think about mother nature, right? And in the summer, she's, she has so much to give. There's so much fruit. Everything's like, you know, plentiful. And when fall comes and when winter comes, are you sitting there expecting her to, you know, have fruit growing from the trees? Are you expecting her? You're not, you understand that. Okay. This is when she hibernates and this is when things kind of slow down and that's okay because spring is going to come and summer is going to come again. Right. You're the same way. And that, and if you don't allow yourself to receive, that actually means you're not allowing someone else to give Mm -hmm. because it feels so good to give. You don't want to deprive someone of that feeling. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's important for us to start supporting each other in that way. I totally agree. I totally agree. Wow. Like so much amazing stuff. I keep saying, wow, because I'm just like blown away with how all of this makes sense. And I know that so much of my audience is going to gain so much from this conversation of really understanding like how their personal moon cycle can help really enhance like just their experience of life. So I love that. Is there anything that you would like to leave my audience with anything that we didn't cover that you feel is important before we kind of go into like how people might be able to work with you? I think we covered a lot. I feel like, you know, it's, it's a big thing. And I think, you know, the one thing I want to stress because women, you know, we're, we're so used to in medicine, measuring ourselves against numbers and standards the biggest takeaway I have from working with so many women is that we're all so unique. And we actually, one of the things I do with my clients is I'm like, you need to understand how you menstruate. It's actually different for every single one of us and all of it is normal. And it, and you're actually made that way to achieve whatever your purpose is on this planet. We had to all be unique in order to become a, you know, a very well functioning collective group. If we were all the same, we wouldn't be. So I hope that every woman can understand that and just accept herself as she is and that, that it's normal. I love that. Such a beautiful message, Renee. And wow. Love all of this. So where can my audience find out more about love your moon cycle, your programs, all of the things you have available? So the best place to start is Instagram at love your moon cycle. That's the handle. You can also go to www.loveyourmooncycle.com and download. I, I offer a guide on how to tackle PMS. So you can download that free guide there and get started there. I offer free consults, free 15 minute consults where I will just talk to women and I will just give them at least one or two pieces of actionable advice and practical advice that they can do to start easing the symptoms right away. Because at the end of the day, one of the things I learned is it's not about doing it when you're feeling the symptom, because then you're just suppressing it. It's about what you're doing throughout your cycle. Yeah. So valuable. And we'll have all that linked in the show notes below, but thank you so much for all your wisdom. This has been one of my favorite conversations for sure on the podcast. I can't wait to share it. Thank you. I had so much fun. Thank you for letting me reach your audience and and get this message out there. Absolutely. 
Thank you so much for listening in to this week's episode of the Mind and Body Strong podcast. If you loved this episode, it would mean the absolute world to me if you could leave a five-star rating and review or share a screenshot of the episode on your social media platforms. This helps even more women be able to find the podcast and move towards their own personal transformation. Or come on over to Instagram and send me a DM. Let me know what you thought of the episode or let me know about future topics you'd love to hear here on the podcast. Sending love to you no matter where you're at in the world, my friends. Until next week, take care.